0: Let's do it.
1: Straight up, oh, 6 o'clock, on oh, this Wednesday evening. Good evening and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Valley Variety. My name is Jacob Jones and he is Ben Yates. Good evening, Ben. Hey, what's up, Jacob? Nothing much, just that the D-backs have totally rocked the Philadelphia Phillies the past two games. Mikel Bridges is crying. Oh, that was a, that was not a nice birthday present that the D-backs no, gave he,
2: the, he said he wanted a birthday present to be Phillies winning. He got that revoked. But I'll tell you what, he looked pretty good in that D-backs jersey <laughs> in that club. <laughs> looked pretty good. Yeah, he he was repping the D-backs, but rooting for the Phillies, and I think that's what ultimately won the game for the Diamondbacks, was McHale Bridge's You know what,
1: shout support. out to Campaign just losing his mind over the Jake McCarthy three-run homer <laughs> yeah. in the fourth <laughs> inning. As McHale and Baxter were, like, hanging out, Campaign was literally doing, like, the Karate Kid pose. Oh, yeah. I mean, campaign
2: was all over the D-backs. Number right. one
1: D-backs guy, campaign. Yeah. Love he, to
2: see it. He is a D-backs guy. He is a
1: D-backs guy. I mean, who isn't
2: is the right. real question. Who are you a D-backs guy? Wait, who isn't a D-backs guy? That's a good poll question. Uh, who is not a D-backs guy? Uh, yes or probably no? Probably
1: anyone outside of Arizona, <laughs> to be honest. Is any?
2: Is there someone that is not a D-backs guy? Yes or no? Everyone's a D-backs guy. Yeah.
1: It's like that, that Good Burger. I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude. We're all dudes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's some Crush the Turtle, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we got some strict business here today. Uh, we had a shocking story come out of BYU and Duke's women's volleyball game uh, that we did not expect to see uh, more racism in this country that we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have someone shouting slurs at a black woman playing volleyball simply just playing a game that she loves to play and you're getting harassed and threatened to play it are we not still back
1: 80 years yeah it's it just you know it's how far have we really come if we're, if we're not handling it and how and we're not getting you know past this it's 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 really unfathomable how someone can still how people still get away with um saying this kind of stuff, and, and how, you know, athletes, you know, this being a, a black athlete at BYU in Provo, Utah, you know, still can't just play volleyball without being harassed by the student section. It's, it's and it, is, it was one guy, and
2: apparently, according to BYU, it was not a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, however the case, the, the way that someone could walk into a game and then do whatever they want there's no security that can stop that. Right. There's no there's nothing that can prepare you to do that. That you can mentally prepare yourself for the possibility of it, but there's nothing that can stop it. Right. Uh, like as when it happens, then you can stop it, but there's nothing to prevent it from happening.
1: Right. Well, you know, I will give credit to the we were talking before the show about the uh, BYU athletic director, uh, Tom Homo, and how he's handled and oh, yeah. taken to you know, the situation, and there's a story about he visited the Duke's team hotel to have a conversation with her uh, directly. Yeah, So and she appar-
2: she apparently really took that really well. Uh, and Credits Homo for doing the things that he's done so far. He addressed the whole student section at the next volleyball game about the racist remarks that were made at the last one.
1: Well, I think, you know, also right after the situation, BYU put out a statement that was very underwhelming. Um, I'll it it
2: felt underwhelming at the time, and de- like they said, many. Uh, it was almost like you know, it was just one guy. It was a small uh, portion of the student section. It felt like they were trying to shove it in a way of like we. Ha- it was only a small part of us doesn't represent all of us. Right. And to say that it was disheartening, it's not a strong enough language, and that is correct. It was not strong enough language. Right. Um, however. Uh, given the apology that came abruptly after the tweet that went out that rocked the sports world, afterwards it seems to have been tied up pretty nicely yeah. by the athletic director of BYU.
1: Yeah, and I think he's handled, like we were saying, he's handled it very, you know, he's, but he's also not shying away from what happened. He's not. Right, he's going head first. He does, he understands of, you know, when you're, th- you're, when you're an athletic director of a, a conference or a school. Anything that happens within the boundaries of your fans, team, teammates, whatever it may be, is all on you. And so the way you handle it is also the way that people perceive the situation that afterwards. And so I think the way he's handled it, the way he's, you know, taking it head on, like we were saying, and not being afraid to go to their hotel mm-hmm. and and apologize and talking about it. So and I think and it that also is show- change in
2: action. It is. Right. It, I mean, they are willing to change
1: uh, also, anything. Yeah. In an area that we know that, you know, BYU and that Utah area has been, you know, there's, it's, this is not the only story from right. an athlete who has been, you know. Gone through Utah. Right. Yeah. It, just,
2: it is, in every sport that goes through Utah, you have that risk. In the South, you have that too. Mm-hmm. There's racism everywhere in America. Some places more than others, but there's racism everywhere. And it's hard to avoid it. But yes, there's a lot of stories that come out of Utah, uh, for many reasons why. Uh, But when you have people like Tom Holmwood doing what they're doing right now to address the situation, to show that they are willing to go through change and address a whole student population and not just saying, like pushing it aside, like, oh, it was just one guy. No, he's talking to the whole student saying, like, hey, we can't do that anymore. If someone comes here, we got to be courteous to them.
1: One thing I like seeing, especially what happened in this division, is being him being critical of the whole. So when you're critical of one student, you're, whole, you're critical of the whole student body. Mm-hmm. When you're critical of one player, you're critical of the whole team. Mm-hmm. And so this, I don't believe this action or this represents the whole student body at BYU, or does it represent... You know whatever you know happened, but it did happen. So it, it need so it does need to be talked about. It needs to be considered. It needs to be, and I think exactly what he did, exactly what he's not shined away. Because I think you know BYU has obviously got a lot of uh, criticism after the comp, after the statement of while well, BYU's pushing this way, they're going to think a statement saying that we're not like this is going to handle it. And I think he stepped up and said, I have to do this. Has to be more. I can't. We're not living by this. We have to show that this is not us. And that's exactly what they've done.
2: And this is not... Ever since the pandemic happened, and this is not dependent on that, but we've had occurrences of fans being completely irrational for the past couple of years now since sports have come back. Mm -hmm. Like throwing water bottles at Kyrie or, you know, giving the bird to athletes more often, shouting at them, running onto the court for protest. We've seen things that we've, like, at a more rampant rate than we have before. And it's like we lost some humility, uh, some decency,
1: some basic human decency was lost well, you know, in the people, pandemic. Yeah, people just forgot how to act in public. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're, especially at a sports game where everything is all, it's very pent up. And, right. and so people get too emotionally invested. And that's when you get the, the cussing at athletes. Or, you know, you throw things on the field or you run on the field and try to protest like we were saying so it's you know it's all so it just obviously it takes time it you know people need to people were so pent up but it doesn't mean it's you know it's tolerable it's people need to you know it's just they teach you as a kid how to act in public like you don't (laughs) it's like but 40 year old men can't at a at a cardinal game can't do it and we can't
2: pull them by the ears or slap their hands like no don't do that
1: that's also why they have security, so it's you know, it's not like <laughs> If only security could pinch someone's ears. <laughs> right. You know, that's like the video we saw of the went viral the Chase Field security. Of they tried to run down a fan. <laughs> right. And then this fan was running around the 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 field for like a minute and a half.
2: Oh yeah, he was having the time of his life. Yeah.
1: It's also it also shows Mike needs some more athletic security guards at Chase Field. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need more
2: athletic security guards? Yes or no? We do. We need some.
1: <laughs> just get a bunch of just football players out there. <laughs> more
2: football players, security do guards. Just that's read, the way to do just it. Just straight up in pads. Just it's like, like a part-time job for, like, all the D- all the Cardinals players. Right. They just get a part-time job to yeah. be security for. It's money on the side, you know. It's yeah. like, like they need more money. Right. right.
1: <laughs> that's a good point. Okay. <laughs> just hire me. I like I like tackling
2: people. Oh, okay. Football body. Yeah.
1: Sure. <laughs> give me me, me two weeks i'm good oh two weeks
2: jones is is ready in two weeks put me in
1: coach
2: uh going back though a little bit more the middle of the game is what was more frustrating to watch for the volleyball that apparently the slow response was middle of the game we got the fast response afterwards from the athletic director but in the middle of the game you have referees you have the entire byu
1: staff it's like why is this guy still there the entire game? Right. And it's, it's all, I think they're just, it's probably just pushing it off. It's, you yeah, know, well, uh, we know what happens. Deal with it when it... Yeah, deal with it's, it later. It's, the, it's the, uh, the cross that bridge when we come to it kind of thing. Right. Like once the game ends and everything's slowed down, then we'll, maybe we'll go and talk to him or then we'll then we'll kick him out. But no, let's wait till the game's over. Mm. Instead of dealing with it once it happens, you know, yeah. there's there's got to be a, some line there of, of morally like right and wrong of like how, and there's maybe there's not, maybe, maybe there, you know, maybe people were afraid to take it head on. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the people were afraid to take it head on these situations.
2: And Rachel Richardson is the student athlete that was uh, called, called this issue the most. Um, She credited the diversity equity inclusion programs at Duke for how her team's, mature response to the situation was so tame in the moment, mm-hmm. or else she would have had a more, like, louder response to this. And uh, the class act of Duke was evident. Like, we saw it throughout the entire thing. They didn't burst out at all. They kept playing their game. Like, obviously, they shocked to their core that well, it was happening to them. Well, that's, that's a big
1: uh, that's a big credit to their coach. You know, it mm-hmm. takes it takes a very uh, headstrong coach to, or, or team as well. A very headstrong and you know determined team to get past that kind of stuff and to and keep your mind right during a and to and to push it to the side, right. you know you know even though it's, you know it's very upsetting and it's very you know infuriating and it's very and it just it and it you know it's hard to it's hard to explain but it also it takes a big core you know they say it's a it takes a it takes a village and it really does in this kind of right to, you know and to and to keep your cool and to not retaliate it's very easy to retaliate. You know, if I, I can't say I'd be as cool if I was in this situation. Right. Uh, and that, that does
2: end the segment there at all. I mean, huge props to Tom Homo Yes. For real. Uh, we, we can't even like look at this story at all without thinking about him. Yeah. Because he seriously made the story a little bit more interesting of like, we can't put salt in the wounds of BYU cause you just fixed everything. You right. made the change happen. Uh, we now move into our next part. We got Best of the West coming up next. That's Best correct. of the West is in the house, people. Best of the
1: West. Best of the West. Best of the West. Whoa, is That's that a Jake order. Brown I hear? That Jake Bra- is Jake Brown. Is, he, is Brown. that Kenji Ito I hear? He yes, teleported, sir. bro. Whoa. That's. Man, we teleported from class. It's been a long day. The same class. Literally the same class. They turn around and they were here. Yes, yeah. Yeah, sir.
3: It's are just like sneaking up on you guys.
1: I mean, Jake yeah. Brown gets in places pretty easily. He is J- DJ Jake Brown. <laughs> I could have have gone a few ways with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's just talk about football. (laughs) That's why we brought them here. (laughs) Let's just talk about football. Football! Football! Football. Are you
3: ready for some football?
1: Well, that's going to be a question for the Sun Devils. Are the Sun Devils ready for the Lumberjacks tomorrow night at Sun Devil Stadium? ASU, NAU, uh, 7.30 kickoff. Emery Jones gets his start. It's... A new weird era for ASU football. It's uh, kind of an awkward era. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> with, been a weird, with, new, it,
2: awkward era for a while now. <laughs>
1: for for everything this whole off season, but yeah. the transfer portal, yep. uh,
0: people returning, some people coming in to ASU. It's, only, it's pretty unbelievable.
3: Only like three scholarships were offered. were were accepted.
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh, this is not the best uh, off season. ASU ASU has had worse though, if you can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I yeah. believe it. I believe it. When we fired uh, head coach Frank Cush in the middle of the like nineteen eighty four football season. Yeah. So we have been through worse, but this is pretty this is pretty close to uh, <laughs> maybe one of the worst off seasons in this mm-hmm. program's history.
3: Especially since like all the players who transferred out were the key players that ASU is hoping to keep for this year. Mm-hmm. Like Ricky Pearsall, Johnny Wilson, yeah. And, yeah. and of course the quarterback Jaden Daniels. Uh, Now, who knows who the number one target is going to be. We all know that Emory Jones is going to be the starter. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. just seems so up in the air. And ASU, I mean, they have six draftees who
0: are on... NFL, NFL rosters yeah. now. Yeah. And Chase Lucas made the fifty-three man roster on the Lions. Yeah. Yes he did. Congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um my ex like kind of jumping into it, my expectations for ASU football is that it's kind of gonna be more run heavy, like we saw like all of us as ASU fans saw last year. You know, they got Xavier and from Wyoming and we did talk about that with one another since we're really big Pac 12 guys. Mm-hmm. And on Check it- out packed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely and uh with emory jones it's kind of like i'm they jaden and emory are very similar because they're both built the same they're very dual threat quarterbacks emory can obviously throw farther he's obviously stronger but remember emory jones had a 19 and 13 uh td ratio so like don't expect like a 25 touchdown season from him you know so like i feel like that the ASU season is gonna go not great, not terrible, but just like all right.
1: You know, I've I've been on record saying I had them at seven wins this yeah. year. I do just two weeks ago, right? That's when we did that. Yeah, and I I I stand. I think everyone keeps saying six and six. I have I have seven and five. Yeah. I have kind of similar to last year where we, you know, I I do have this, obviously beating beating NAU. You know, losing Oklahoma State it's a tough game, but there's a just. Whole season's a big question mark. It's something that we really haven't, you know, every year when you talk about predictions, they usually go off, well, what did we see last year? And, you know, if we did still have Jaden, we'd be talking about, well, what we sh- what did he show last year? And what can build off of, you know, but we don't have that anymore. We have to go off film from Emory Jones, his time at Florida. And to see how, so tomorrow's going to be really important to see. I know it's against an FCS opponent, but this FCS opponent also beat U of, a last, U of a. Last a last year, yeah. Which to be honest, maybe football. isn't saying much. So for a one and eleven team, which might have, which should have been zero twelve, if if Cal was fully healthy, which I think we all, we can all agree on. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't think ASU is going to be as bad as you know. I've I've been hearing like four win season or yeah. three win season. Well, well, I, I, that's well, that's I'm I'm
3: on the train that's going to be a five win season. I'm, I don't I'm think on the
0: train with six wins. Yeah, we should I'm,
1: have five,
2: six, and seven. Yeah, yep. where are you, then? I, I was actually seven with Jones, like la- the last time we talked about it. Yeah, uh, like honestly, it felt like a pretty good lineup of games we had. Nau looked like a win. Oklahoma looked like a loss. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but but you know yeah, you'll be like going in,
1: where I kind of go to seven is that, you know you'll be going to a you know if we're lucky going into a game like USC or Utah two and one, and so you do kind of have the advantage. You have, momentum, you have you the know? advantage of having two. Games early in the season that you can both get wins. It's, it's a lot of teams can't say. And let's say you know let's say we do go beat Oklahoma State, which I don't I don't personally see. But you know I've been talking to a lot of people about it. Don't underestimate the. The will and the heart of a team that with no expectations, mm-hmm. you know they're going to be yeah. out, out there, and maybe they get motivated by the fact that people aren't talking about them. Yeah. Exactly. I ASU. Mean, a- look at yeah. men's
3: basketball last year; they right. beat UCLA in how many overtimes? Yeah. Three. Three. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah.
1: was, that was a fun. I mean, but ASU's been talked about like more than maybe they've ever have in three consecutive seasons. In Twenty nineteen, yeah, we yeah. had a freshman quarterback. Twenty twenty, we came off a pretty good year, and then twenty twenty one being nationally ranked in the top in the beginning of the year, in the top 25. And so with having almost no media now and kind of being in the the shadow of the USC's and Utah's and even Arizona yeah. now with having Jaden Laura and that big wide receiver commit. And so, uh, you know, maybe Jayden ASU does. hurts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So maybe ASU does surprise a few people. Maybe we go on and get a win against, like, a Utah or a USC. or yeah, we You go also in. have to think of Oregon, too, because remember, Pac-12 merged into all one conference. Yeah, so... So that's going to be huge, too. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll start tomorrow at Centerville Stadium, and you know, it'll be, be the start of a, a fun season, hopefully. I mean, hopefully... and Maybe we'll get to rush the field one of these games.
2: I would love to see that. That'd, that'd be, be fun. That'd be We'd, a lot of fun. We got we got a tailgate right before to go to. Yep. Uh, we got the. I mean, there's also the Sun Devil tailgate,
1: like the one that they do. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want to stop by Lot 37, Los Jones and the <laughs> Gonzalez's, we have carne asada. Los Jones. So come on by.
3: Can't wait for the uh, September 17th game against Eastern Michigan.
1: Isn't that someone's birthday? Like I don't someone, know. Has a, someone has a birthday no? on there. Who's, Who's that? that? birthday is it? Oh, they that? have a they have a show know. on Blaze. I've,
3: I think it's called Best
1: of the West. No, that's not no, it. No, that's not it. It's up on uh, deck? No. Uh, uh, it's, like, it's like Matt's take or something. I think his uh, name is Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt. Matt? Yeah, Matt. Who? Matt sense Matt. Me. Matt so, who? Something with a T. Matt Matt's
2: Thompson. Thompson. That's Thompson. it. Matt Thompson. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, I lost the word there for a second. That was a close one. <laughs> anyway, we got NFL to talk about as well. We do uh, have NFL. As much as we wish Matt Thompson a happy
1: birthday mm-hmm. coming up uh, We've if there's <laughs> a if there's a
3: Matt Thompson out there, yeah,
1: happy birthday. I mean, I mean there, there there probably is. I mean, Matt Thompson. I mean, happy birthday. So it's a
3: very common name. Yeah.
1: To you, I don't care. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen
2: A. Audio is the best. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mad Dog Bruce and Stephen A. were on the air today. It just wasn't entertaining enough. <laughs> Let me. They weren't yelling this time. Uh, that's no fault. <laughs> they were they agreed on something, if you oh, believe boom. it. Oh, boo. Oh, no. Can you imagine them agreeing on something? It's like, uh, they agreed on Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev. Oh, jeez. The most, most <laughs> uninteresting conversation ever, because everyone agrees with that. Yeah. Anyway, NFL. We have a little secret game we're going to play here with Kenji Ito and Jake Brown. They have a show called Best of the West, and all what they talk about over there is the NFL, uh, the NFC West is what they talk about. Specifically. So... Yeah. That is that is their show, so they are NFL experts. We're going to have them talk with us. There is a rule that we have to play by, though. If they break this rule, Jones, if you could play the buzzer sound, they will get buzzed and have to stop talking immediately. I don't care who talks next. It just cannot be them, because now their thought is complete because they broke the rule. Mm-hmm. Even if they figure out what the rule is, I'm still going to keep the game going. Right, But... They don't know what it is. Only Jones and I do. And as soon as we hear them break the rule, <coughs> buzzer, it's right. over for them. Yeah. Until they can talk again after the next person, whenever they have ne- another thought. Right. Just don't break the rules, boys. All right. Yeah, this should Got be it. fun. All right. Got so it. just to start it, the ball rolling, what are the what do you expect from the NFL season? Who are your favorite teams going into it?
0: Uh, honestly, the Chargers is one team. Yeah. Uh I I like I like uh, the Rams as well. <laughs> All right.
2: Kenji can't talk anymore. Who's going up oh. next? Jake okay. you got something.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: another team I really like this season. I think the Eagles are going to surprise a lot of people. Eagles, okay. Yeah, Why are, what what about the
1: Eagles? I mean, the Eagles have been this kind of underrated offseason team. What do you like out of them coming in this year? Well,
3: I think they're they have one of the best wide receiver duos. Right now, yeah. The AJ getting that A.J. Brown, and um, they just got rid of Jalen Rager, too, mm-hmm. to uh, send him to the Vikings today, mm-hmm. um, and Devontae Smith. And, mm-hmm. of course, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith have that connection mm-hmm. uh, you saw last year from the mm-hmm. Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's so a good duo.
2: Yeah.
3: It is going to be a good duo. I recommend picking uh,
0: either of them up in fantasy. Uh, so
2: <laughs> My team is elite. <laughs> yeah,
0: to to, to kind of add on it, I have to agree that the Eagles are kind of building a mini super team. Like, you know, they just got C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Saints. Like, yeah. he's a he's a pretty underrated safety, and I'm surprised the Saints got rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I, I think they're, my hot take with the NFC East is that they're going to win it. They're going to win that NFC yeah. East. The Eagles for sure. Yeah. The Eagles.
3: Okay. I I don't disagree with that at all. I think a lot of people have the Cowboys winning it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that their offense is pretty much going to run through Dak Prescott yeah. and CeeDee Lamb. And they lost Amari Cooper, so that's Yeah, they huge. Traded, they traded him away. Yeah. And so I mean Dalton Schultz is going to get more uh get more receptions this year, but I just don't trust Zeke in... Uh, the run game as I had when he first came up. Right, he yeah. first got drafted. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, it's pretty much running all through him. And if yeah. one of them, if either him or CeeDee Lamb get hurt, it's, it's over. To, it's yeah. over for them. Yeah. Like you can have your Micah Parsons, you can have your yeah. pretty much anyone on that defense. Yeah, we can agree
0: the defense in a, some way is like stacked. Sure. Yeah.
3: But if he lose anybody key on that offense, it's going to be a sinking ship.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: just now noticing that it turned from Valley Variety to Best of the West as soon as we started talking about <laughs> football. Yes. We, we're like, we, we're paying so much attention to all the words you say just so we can buzz you. That right. just
0: become Best of the West. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like well, that. We're just basically talking about the whole NFL at this point. Yeah, well yeah, exactly. I mean, we're talking made, about the we NFC break East. You, we, yeah. we break
3: yeah.
2: you out of your bonds. The worst you don't have to talk of the about right. Right. One.
3: The worst of the West.
0: You, yes. you, have,
2: you have all the other... You have twenty eight more teams to talk about now. It's just another yeah. show. It's best of the NFL now. <laughs> yeah, best of the
3: NFL. Yeah, I mean, best of the NFL. No, it doesn't work. No, nah, so,
2: it doesn't work. So to go more over, what are you know? We had some pretty big moves over the offseason. Tom Brady retired, did, then unretired. Yeah. What What else do we see happening this season? Because we got some trades that could happen mm-hmm. uh, from San Francisco or other places. Uh, what what could we expect this season if trades are to happen?
3: Well, the big piece that everyone's talking about is, he already has his buzzer ready because he knows what I'm going to talk about, Jimmy G.
1: Well, <laughs> all
0: right, I, nope. I, I, nope, I think talking. I uh, uh, it out. Uh, uh, don't say it. So I think that like going to another division, the NFC South. We all think that the Bucks are going <laughs> <laughs> You like the rule, don't you? Jake Jake Brown's figured out the rule and I, he loves it now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I I figured it out after the first pause, but
0: <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> NFC South, there's two teams that like are competing with each other. The Saints and the Bucs. The Bucks are currently going something with like going through something with their quarterback Tom Brady. He is forty five years old and he is going through things. You have to think about the Saints though. Jameis Winston was an on an absolute tear in the beginning of the season before he got hurt. Michael Thomas is returning back. Alvin Kamara is already stud as he is. And they added Jarvis Landry, drafted Chris Olave, and they added so many more defensive pieces. I mean, how more bigger do you get as the Saints? Like, it's kind of crazy to believe that, like, how can this team be in in second place in one division?
3: I think a team that you have to look at um, for... Uh, mid-season moves this year is going to be the Packers. Mm-hmm. They have a really weak uh, wide receiver uh, company, the rosters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Odell Beckham is still on the free agent market, but he also is still going to recover from that ACL injury, so he might not even play this year. Yeah. Um. So, you have to look at who would be available for a trade mm-hmm. uh, come the trade deadline eight weeks
0: into the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we also... Sorry for cutting you guys off. This is your show. (laughs) We haven't been doing doing much talking. We did our bit in the beginning. You have to to admit, like, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers, they're great quarterbacks, like probably top five in the league right now. They know how to make any receiver into a good receiver. You know, like, Patrick Mahomes is going to turn Juju into what he was his rookie year. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers turned Randall Cobb into his, like, favorite target. Because, you know, he, he's not a guy who gets all the jump balls. He's just kind of a sneaky guy that kind of sneaks upon the linebackers and catches it and starts running downfield.
3: Well, that's what he did when he was when the yeah. first
0: time they were together, yeah, when exactly. they won the Super
3: Bowl. Yeah, exactly.
0: And Tom Brady, like, I, I could not imagine what Julian Edelman would be without Tom Brady.
3: Who knows what Rob Gronkowski would be without Tom Brady. Exactly. He's never played
0: without Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, like, you know, they're this met for each other, and they, the quarterback made the receiver slash tight end better. Mm-hmm.
2: Is Randall Cobb your favorite target, yes or no? Uh, another question for you guys, uh, since you guys probably figured out what the rule is, uh, since you guys talk about the NFC West so much, what's your <laughs> favorite thing about the NFC West going on right now? Mm-hmm. Mm. Speak (laughs) freely. I I know. (laughs) Jones
3: already has his buzzer
2: ready. What what buzzer? (laughs) What buzzer are you talking about? (laughs) We're just waiting. Since
0: you got buzzed out last time, I'm going to say, I think Matthew Stafford. No. No. All right. Your your turn. Talk about the NFC West. (laughs) (laughs) How
3: about... The most mid quarterback uh, competition ever in Drew Lock and
0: GSK.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no more talking. Can't you get anything about the NFC West? <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> honestly.
2: How much longer should we go on this? By the way, I just want to. <laughs> know. You
0: know, actually.
2: How many more buzzes can we get?
0: Actually, the Chargers actually the Char- Chargers actually release someone to go to an NFC West team, and that and I feel said like NFC there's West. A, uh-huh. there's yeah. a chance <laughs> that. He might break out, and I'm being a little biased because he comes to my favorite school. But Yuchena Noosu, he's a he's a solid young edge threat that I I believe he has some potential.
2: How dare you not answer my question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean,
1: I, I don't think you can talk about it without talking about Kyler. Oh, oops. Um, yeah. I mean, come on, I, I can't. <laughs> The oh, fuck uh, <laughs> <laughs> The visual of you
2: buzzing yourself
3: so, uh, was
2: so funny. So,
3: uh, one of my co <laughs> hosts uh, came up over here, Jack Bartlett. We love Jack Bartlett. He came up over here and said, I heard that. When I started talking about, uh, Drew Locke and Gino Smith.
1: <laughs> oh, hold, oh, on. Oh, hold, hold on. on. Oh, Oh, you can't someone talk say anymore. Drew Locke. <laughs> All right. No, I said Gino Smith. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> um yeah.
2: anyway we got uh we got some fantasy football happening between the four of us. We did. uh Jake Brown has released uh, a notification that only four of us are playing fantasy football in a single league only with NFC West players.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the one constraint and you can only really have four players because I mean there's only four
1: there's four, teams. Only, yeah. four teams. I mean we're gonna really we're gonna really be breaking the rules of fantasy football. If, yeah, we're gonna I mean, buzz draft, ourselves a lot. I mean, <laughs> drafting. I know we're all we have to all draft quarterbacks in the first. I mean, usually yeah. you draft a running back, but there's only so many. There's only
3: so, there's more running backs than there are quarterbacks. Right.
1: Okay. So you know it's, it'll be interesting to see. Although those. no more
3: Trey Sermon. He got released. Yes, yeah.
1: that's true. And no more Raheem Mostert because
0: in the offseason he's, he's also the he's also on the Dolphins.
2: Yeah. And before we completely end the episode, it would be unjust if we did not recognize this amazing thing that we all noticed at the Diamondbacks game, mm-hmm. Corbin Carroll yeah. looks just like Jacob Jones. And the
3: thing <laughs> is, that, yes, Corbin Carroll looks like Jacob Go- Jones because Jones was born first.
1: He was, I was born whoa, like I am, five, oh, four I am, or five days before. I am nine days older. Than
2: nine days. So, so you have a patent on the Jacob Jones' identity? Or? Yeah. I so really, it's identity theft. It is kind of
1: identity I mean... So you can really thank me for all the uh, the whole journey. So Jacob Jones
2: is the Diamondbacks. I am the Diamondbacks. Is Jacob Jones the Diamondbacks? Yes or no? Pretty much. I mean, I yeah. I think I, I've paid for almost every player in terms of <laughs> ticket sales, jerseys, yeah. hats. They've steal they've stolen more from you than you could ever steal from
1: them. Yes. Well, you know I'll leave it at that, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Corbin Carroll, though. I mean, he almost got his first career home run if it wasn't for the... The wall. The uh, center field wall at Chase Field. Yeah, there's a big wall at
2: Chase Field, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that would prevent the, home uh, runs. Yeah, we'll, we'll put an image up on the Instagram and the Twitter Yeah, uh, uh, side by
1: side. There are some similarities with the smile, with yeah. the... With the mustache. With a mustache. More, more like the everything. Yeah. <laughs> Except <laughs> the
3: ears. The
1: ears are different. Yes. Oh, so we what well, we've
2: got in particular with the ears? We've measured I, them too. Yes. I mean, I did find
1: a. Uh, I remember when My I
2: found it. is a, different
3: too. Jacobs oh, is more uh,
2: crooked. Right. I did. Uh, more yeah. straight. Oh, he's got a witch's nose. Okay. I
1: did. <laughs> <It's>, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did find a. I, I think we'll have to put this. At, uh, Jake Brown looks like a random Seattle Mariners player from spring training that I found. <laughs> which was. Oh, we got another which looks was, like which was so too so dead on. I I can't even. We have two looks like.
3: Well, I don't. I don't have the goatee anymore. I have the full beard.
1: Right. Okay, but I mean, did oh, you,
2: I know which one you're talking about. Yes, this is this classic.
1: And, this was, and I and I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, this is. Did Jake Brown get signed do So we have two MLB players right
0: here? Yes. Both of oh, those we... Uh, MLB
2: players. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That is uncanny. We'll, we'll put it back I, I still history. mourn for the audio audiences who do not see this right, right. now. I oh, mean, oh, this man. is just... This
0: is just...
1: That's unfair. It is. And the well, Mariners. What do you, what do you and think, Kenji? The, the Mariners hat.
0: I, I think with the goatee, you guys look like, but with the full beard, no. Yeah. And that's uh, obvious. What, right. do you guys
2: want to wrap us up here?
0: Yeah. I mean...
3: Thank you guys for tuning in. It's good to be on. Always good to be on with you guys. Yeah, for it's sure. always a blast. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to beat y'all in our uh, constraint fantasy
0: team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> fantasy
2: football has never been better than this. <laughs> yeah. This is Best of be... the fantasy football. Best, Best of the, of the fantasy? fantasy. Best of the fantasy. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> we tried.